Welcome to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Loretta Roshka. You're the host, and Don Kennedy is with me today. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, you know, Don almost knocked herself out a minute ago. She, she raised up and hit her head on a speaker. Last week, I hit my head on the other speaker. So <laughs> we're quite a pair. We're quite the pair. <laughs> but hey, God is good, and and you um, always teach me to do things. <laughs> <laughs> How was your example? Hit your head this your week. Footsteps. Right? <laughs> okay, and some of my footsteps do not follow. <laughs> like Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Only if I'm following Christ do you follow me. So anyway, I hope you got your Bibles and got it ready and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And uh, I'm going to read you, first of all, we're going to talk about an invitation to grace. An invitation to grace in every area of your life. No matter what's going on, no matter what the mess is, a grace that is a changing grace that changes you, changes your experience, changes your actions and your attitude and your motivation. So, but I want to, let's, let's talk just a moment the, about the background because it, it makes a difference that you understand why the Apostle Paul actually wrote this letter to the Corinthians. So I'm going to read you the little introduction, just going to read it, and then we're going to discuss it a little bit more before we jump in the word uh, that this is out of the message Bible about first Corinthians it says when people become Christians they don't at the same moment become nice <laughs> true this always comes as something of a surprise conversion to Christ and his ways doesn't automatically furnish a person with impeccable manners and suitable morals Boy, I wish it did that'd make life much easier like, you know instantly transformed <laughs> right the pad of the pe- excuse me the people of Corinth had a reputation in the ancient world as an unruly listen an unruly hard drinking sexually promiscuous bunch of people well well that's nice <laughs> i mean he just puts it right out there when paul arrived with the message and many of them became believers in jesus they brought their reputations with them right into church hey god takes you just as you are exactly as you are he takes you in and when you accept him as Christ, you immediately become seated with him in heavenly places. You're, you are immediately become the righteousness of Christ, but then you have to be trained in how to walk it out. You mm-hmm. have to be trained to walk in holiness and sanctification uh, and, and that your soul is being saved. You know, it's, it's that being of your mind, your will, your emotions, you know, but your spirit is renewed, it's born again. So, uh, again, they brought their reputations with them right into church. What kind of a reputation? An unruly, hard-drinking, sexually promiscuous bunch of people. Hey, there's hope for all of us, right? <laughs> Sounds like the world. <laughs> right, right. Paul, boy, I'm, I'm talking backwards today. Paul spent a year and a half with them as their pastor going over the message of the good news in detail, showing them how to live out this new life of salvation. See, there's, there is a principle. You have to, don't be too hard on yourself, especially when you're a born-again believer, even if you're, you've been a believer for many years and you fall and you miss it you learn how to walk out the good news it doesn't automatically disqualify you right it does not disqualify you from god's grace you repent you get up you move back in you move back into position in the on this earth walking out your christianity uh when paul arrived with the message excuse me paul spent a year and a half with them as their pastor going over the message of the good news in detail showing them how to live out this new life of salvation and holiness as a community of believers now we are called to live holy 
set apart, sanctified. You know, come out and be uh, be separate. You know, be Different separate from the world. Different. Everybody else. <laughs> there should be a difference. Then he went on his way to other towns and churches. Sometime later, Paul received a report from one of the Corinthian families that in his absent absence, things had more or less fallen apart. He also received a letter from Corinth asking for help. Factions had developed. Morals were in disrepair. Worship had degenerated into a selfish grabbing for the supernatural. It was the kind of thing that might have been expected from Corinthians. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians is a classic of pastoral response. Affectionate, firm, clear, and unswerving in the conviction that God among them, revealed in Jesus and present in his Holy Spirit, continued to be the central issue. Now, that's it. Christ needs to be the central issue. In their lives, regardless of how much of a mess they had made of things. And I have made some messes Mm -hmm. (laughs) many times. Paul doesn't disown them as brother and sister Christians, doesn't throw them out because of their bad behavior, and doesn't fly into a tirade over their irresponsible ways. He takes it all more or less in stride, but also takes them by the hand and goes over all the old ground again, directed them in how to work all the glorious details of God's saving love into their love for one another. So working out all the details. Mm-hmm. We work out the details. So the Corinthians had uh, definitely had fallen uh, and back into the trap of sin and the ways of the, of, of the world around them. Uh, in fact, in the city of uh, Corinth, in which was typical of Greek culture, it included gross sexual immorality. The Greeks were known for their idolatry their divisive philosophies, spirit of litigation, and rejection of a bodily resurrection, which the scriptures specifically spells out that there will be a bodily resurrection. The city, listen, the city was infamous for its sensuality and sacred prostitution. That's Yes, I said sacred prostitution is what they were Sounds known for. a little bit like Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, Las Vegas, right. <laughs> Jesus, pour out your spirit on them. In its name, even in its name became a notorious proverb, to Corinthianize, meant to practice prostitution. Now, this is what these people were saved out. This is the city that they were saved in, where they received the good news of the gospel and they accepted Christ. But this is the surrounding. This is the environment that they had lived in, but uh, they were changed spiritually. However, they were still in that same environment. It was all around them, kind of like today. It's all around us. Even its name became a notorious prov- uh, proverb to Corinthians, uh, Corinthianize, which means to practice prostitution. The city's chief, listen, the city's chief deity was Aphrodite or Venus, the goddess of licentious love. Wow. And a thousand professional prostitutes served in the temple dedicated to her worship. Wow. Talking about being in the depths of of sin and they use this as their religion as idolatry as their way to their so-called god with a little g was the uh the chief deity was aphrodite venus the goddess of licentious love and can you imagine a thousand professional prostitutes serving in the temple they were so deceived they were just deceived um the spirit 
In fact, that temple was dedicated to her worship of Aphrodite. The spirit of the city showed up in the church. Now, that's, that's why he's writing the letter. The spirit of the city showed up in the church and explains the kind of problems that people face. You know, the spirit in the church should show up in the city. The, the influence of church and the people of God uh, that are carrying God, have, the, have God on the inside of them, should show up on the outside. We mm-hmm. should be influencing the city instead of the city influencing us. This explains the kind of problems that the people faced. Um, and, then, and then he goes on and, and talks about, uh, this is out of my New Living, New Spirit-Filled Living Bible. And it has all these good notes and everything. So wanted to just share with you the background of why Paul wrote this to the Corinthians. He wanted to speak to them in a practical way about spiritual matters. There's always, in whatever practical thing that you are walking through in life or that uh, you may be experiencing or what you trap you fall into, there is a spiritual, uh, spiritual rescue, a spiritual escape. There's a spiritual lesson. There's a spiritual power and endowment. And today we're talking about an invitation to grace. So these Corinthians, what was Paul doing? He was speaking to those that were caught into licentious sin, prostitutions in the temple, idolatry, those that were had worshipped the uh, Venus, the God, Aphrodite, the god of uh, Venus, and they were in all kinds of depravity, and they had gotten saved, they'd accept the Lord, but the spirit of the city was entering into the church and was luring them back into that lifestyle. That can happen if we aren't on our guard, if we don't stay in the Word and just worship God, stay connected to God, uh, be in church and seek God. You know, there's grace. There's an invitation to grace today to pull you out, to make you stronger, to turn your life around. So that is the background, and I thought it was important that you understand why he wrote that because when you realize that and you start to read this, uh, it gives it a whole nother depth of revelation. So... Here we are. We're finally going to start. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sosthenes, our brother, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints with all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to stop right there. Let's go back up and let's start to look at these scriptures. And I want you to listen with ears to hear uh, about how this applies to you. Not the person next to you. You. (laughs) Me. It's me. It's Mm -hmm. me. It's you. Okay. So Paul was called he the amplified says he was summoned by the will of god and purpose of god to be an apostle so there is a summoning of the spirit of god in our lives and it's not just a one-time summons it's not just a one-time calling you it's a summons it's a it's an invitation to come into who god created you to be to be who God says you are, to walk in that heavenly identity on this earth. Paul was summoned by the will and purpose of God for his life. There is a will and there is a purpose of God for your life. And when you begin to experience that and you begin to walk in that and make Jesus 
uh, Lord of your life and making God a priority and your and your purpose, you begin to live it out. There is a power that comes when you realize what is what is God calling me to? What is he summoning to? Even, I know that I've been called and summoned to preach and teach and minister in music since birth. I've, I realized it whenever I was 10. At a very but, young age. At a very <laughs> young age. But I realized it, I began to understand it at 10. Although I knew that God had given me the gift to sing when I was real little. But, it, but at 10, I accepted the Lord. And then at 12, God really called me. And I knew he was calling me, there was no doubt, to minister in music and the word. And so there's that summoning. But you know what? There is still a summoning day after day after day after day after day to step into purpose. Day after day after day to answer the call uh, to the will and the purpose of God in my life. Just like there's one for you. You may not stand behind a pulpit, but you have a pulpit in your life, be it your children, uh, be it your job. Uh, wherever it may be, you have a pulpit, you, you have a platform, and there's a summoning to the will of God for you to be who God created you to be. Now, we just talked about the Corinthians. They, had, they were even Corinthianizing people. They were mm-hmm. inviting them into. They were, they were indoctrinating people into temple worship that was full of prostitution and licentiousness. Uh, idolatry, all those things. And so they were being indoctrinated. They had been indoctrinated in that. They got out of it when God saved them. God began to pull them, summon them into his will and his purpose. And they answered the call. They said yes to Christ, which is the first step into God's will and purpose. And he's doing that today to everyone. He's calling us all into his presence first. 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 Priority. Right. Priority. To be saved. saved. And so, hey, I'm just going to take a moment. If you say, you know what? I have never accepted the Lord Jesus as my Savior. Or maybe you feel like you've just kind of gotten away from that. And and, and you're like Paul uh, speaking to the Corinthians that he's just pulling you back in. And God's saying, come come back in. Come closer. Draw close Mm -hmm. to me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life. I invite you to take over cleanse me purify me i repent of my sins i turn to you be in control of my life be the lord of my life i'm yours in jesus name amen now if you said that prayer and you meant it from your heart which i believe that we wouldn't say it if you didn't mean it (laughs) you are immediately transformed translated out of the kingdom of darkness spiritually into the kingdom of light spiritually now you start the process of learning how to walk it out on this earth and being sanctified and walking in holiness. And it's so cool. It's so cool. Can I just interject? Sure. I just want to remind people that just my, you know, in my Bible, it says just as he did for all people everywhere. I love that. He didn't leave one person out. He didn't leave one religion, you know, one practicing religion out. He didn't leave one uh, culture out. He didn't have, he didn't think anybody higher than anybody mm-hmm. else. It's for all people everywhere. Mm-hmm. So if that's you, right, it's got to be you. Amen. <laughs> so go for it. Right. Get in there. Get and see what God's good purpose is for your life. It's whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This invitation goes out to, to every murderer, murderer mm-hmm. every prostitute, every drug addict, every alcoholic, everyone that tells little white lies or gossips. It, we're Even all sinners. We all, we were all sinners. <laughs> right. We had to have the grace of God mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. to change us and to make us he is a Christian. So, I, you know, we can just glaze over, gloss over, and just immediately just run through scriptures so quick. 
that we we can sometimes forget that it's the actual living breathing word of god it's jesus christ is the word and so even this is we're just in the greeting of verse one this is mm-hmm. paul's greeting called he says paul called to be an apostle of jesus christ through the will of god paul summoned by the will and purpose of god to be an apostle a special messenger that's what we all are we're all special messengers of christ of Christ Jesus and our brother Sosthenes, who was uh, over the church there in Corinth, is a part of that. So he, that, I just want to encourage you. Every time you read the Word, you, you now have to read it for volume. You can read it for quality because he wants to speak even in those words, even those, even in the greeting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I. I almost just went past it myself, and I thought I felt like the Holy Spirit whispered, said, "No, think about that. You were summoned by the will and the purpose of God. Mm-hmm. There is a will and a purpose of God in your life." Okay. Now we'll move on to verse two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. In other words, it's to every person down through every generation. Mm-hmm. It is to the Corinthian church, but to the church that we are a part of by accepting Christ as our Savior. To and the he church. called us all to the church. Yes. <laughs> and there's a word there. Yeah. He called us to be in the church and to be a part of the church, mm-hmm. to be a part of a local body of believers and to be faithful to that. But we are a part of the church at large, mm-hmm. the, the whole church. Isn't that cool that we are part of that, you mm-hmm. know, that we get to be a part of what God is doing on earth to the church, the assembly of God, which is in Corinth to those consecrated and purified and made holy in Christ Jesus. So that tells me right there that God is calling us to be consecrated, to be set apart, purified and made holy. And maybe, maybe you're looking at yourself and saying, now the things I've been thinking, you know, the anger that I have at so-and-so or my mouth or, or what's in my heart, uh, unforgiveness, whatever it may be, uh, impure thoughts, I just don't see I accepted the Lord Jesus as my Savior, but I'm still having these thoughts. You know what? There's grace mm-hmm. summoning you today out of that. There's grace that says, I have made and am making you uh, purified. I'm purifying you. It's a process. His power is great. His power is much greater than sin. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in the Amplified. But we have to press into it. Press into it. Make it yours. Mm-hmm. Sin shall no longer exert dominion over you, is what the word says in Romans, I believe. I don't remember the address, but in the Amplified, it says sin shall no longer exert dominion over you. So this is a word to the Corinthians, and it's a word to you. It's a word to me. To those who are sanctified, okay? Sanctified means made holy, purified, consecrated, uh, hollowed. It means to render or, or acknowledge that you're holy. <laughs> you need to acknowledge by the blood of Christ. But by yeah. the blood of Christ, yeah. you are. <laughs> and all of your actions may not have lined up with it yet, but if you are in Christ Jesus, you have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus that has made you holy. Your position in Christ is holy, but now your actions need to start lining up with it. And He will get, you can't do it in your own strength. You can't do it in your own willpower. It's not by might nor by power, but it is by His Spirit. So therefore, 
the grace of God will come and help your actions, your attitudes, your desires, your thoughts, your words. Will He is on a continual day-by-day basis bringing them into agreement with Christ, who Christ is, and your true identity and purpose for which he summoned you and called you. I hope that makes sense. I hope you're getting that. So that, you know, remember who he's talking to. He's it talking just to just happen while you're sleeping. You've right. got to be active with it. Yeah, right? you, you have to be, be in yeah. agreement. Right, and you have to work work with it. Yeah, be in alignment, be in mm-hmm. agreement. Say yes to it. Say amen to it. you make a mistake, it. say I'm sorry and yeah. move on and move keep on. going. Right. <laughs> don't, and stop. don't stop. Don't stop. Don't <laughs> stop. So you're sanctified through Christ. You're sanctified. And it means to be separate from profane things and dedicated to God. It's not enough just to say no to sin. You have to say yes to God because otherwise you're not going to be able to walk it out. So no to sin, turn loose of sin, release that, say yes to God, take hold of him. So it's to separate from profane profane things and dedicate to God, uh, to cleanse externally, uh, free from the guilt of sin, to purify internally by renewing of the soul. So it's an external and an internal. Your internal cleansing and righteousness of God should be seen on the outside. Your internal uh, cleansing and purification uh, will start to show up on the outside. And you walk it out. And that's how people begin to know. Uh, the Bible says that the priest should make a difference between the profane and the holy. The unholy and the holy. So whenever we are priests... At, uh, priest with God, priest of God. Mm-hmm. So, how we act, how we walk, should be in agreement with what the Word says. So they begin to see a difference. Mm-hmm. And like we said at the beginning of this broadcast, how that the Corinthians, uh, the spirit that was in the the city of Corinthian, got into the spirit of the church. Mm-hmm. It got into the church instead of being vice versa. The spirit that's in the church, which is God, the Holy Spirit, should be infecting and invading the city because of us. And so therefore, if our actions are still the same as our old man, our old carnal man, then it's not going to invade the city. But there's a process that God is summoning into us, and there's an invitation to grace today. Sometimes when it, when you feel like you've fallen short, especially as a Christian, I look back to where I came from there was a party girl there was somebody who did things that did not you know would not please God Mm -hmm. and so I look back to where I came from to where I am now am I perfect no but I came a long ways God has done many things in me and changed me from the inside out and so people who knew me then definitely can see a huge difference from Amen. who I was then to now. Now, do I still have more to press forward to? Absolutely. I'm nowhere near where I need to be, but I'm still moving. I'm still going forward. And so God is good. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Yes, wish, he is. I wish I could just open my heart and right. just bust it out and mm-hmm. show you how good he is in there Amen. from what he brought me from. He, and you know what? He will do that for anyone that cries out to him. Anyone that asks him, he'll do that. Mm-hmm. And he delights in that. He wants to bring you out of those things that are destructive mm-hmm. into life and life more abundantly. So this letter was written to those people that Aphrodite was in the temple. You know, the, god, the statue to Aphrodite, the god of Venus, the god of licentious sexual immorality. Can you imagine living where that was open? I mean, that was open. I mean, we have a lot going on in this world. We have a lot going on in this nation. (laughs) But it was open. There were a thousand 
uh, prostitutes supposedly in worship well they were to the god uh, to venus to aphrodite mm -hmm. so that was what was attacking pulling trying to draw that was the demonic assignment and strategy over that area and so there was a battle they were in the midst of a spiritual battle that was playing out in the natural and so they had to be aware uh Paul had to come in and make them aware of where the uh, battle was, what the strategy of the enemy was, and what God's remedy was. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. he, had to, he had to expose the enemy where he was trying to infiltrate and bring the spirit of the city into the church so that he could remind them who they were. They were called. They were summoned. They were sanctified. They were purified. They were set apart. And that he, God's grace... There was an invitation to God's grace to walk it out, mm -hmm. to live it out in their day-to-day -day practical walking around on this earth living. And so um, keeping that in mind, he's speaking to the church, to those who are sanctified, uh, those who are uh, sanctified in Christ Jesus. Now, don't miss that. How are you sanctified? In Christ, Christ Jesus. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. You are in. You have to be in Christ and vitally connected, having that communion and fellowship with him or just on a regular basis. I have a running conversation with God. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, I may be saying it out loud. I may not. And I, but I have this conversation, this fellowship and communion with him all the time. And, and so because... I am in Christ and he's in me. And so we're fellowship and communion. I'm not always down on my knees, you know, praying <laughs> or fasting. Uh, I do those things, but I'm not always doing it, you know, but I'm having that fellowship and that conversation. Oh, my goodness, Dawn, we are down to the last minute of the first half of the broadcast. How can that be? I don't we, know. We, we are in verse There's two. There's still so much to say. <laughs> so much to say. We're only in verse two. Okay, we may not get verse past verse three in this whole <laughs> uh, broadcast. But, folks, we, just, we, we want to minister to you. So if you need prayer today, call our prayer line at 866-241-0579-866-241-0579. We have anointed powerful compassionate prayer ministers that know how to pray and touch heaven they know how to bring you into uh into prayer and you bring your needs before the lord and we believe in miracles signs and wonders yes so call do. us and if you mm -hmm. said that prayer earlier for salvation or rededication call us we want to know that it blesses us and we want to get in agreement with you and pray over you and we will send some scriptures out to you free that will help you in whatever area you have requested prayer for or in your new walk or new rededication to god so so, uh, do that and go to our website at luada.org l-o-u-a-d-a.org we have lots and lots of free resources of teaching and ministry of our TV programs that's on Impact Christian Network and uh, that's on our radio show and just just all kinds of things and you can connect with us in social media it's all about ministering to you and building the kingdom of God not building our kingdom it's not our kingdom it's the kingdom of God and ministering to God's people so go to luada.org and I believe God will bless you and minister to you and uh, listen, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. <laughs> 